Hi, everyone, and welcome to Living a Legacy. I'm excited to welcome to the program. Eric Couch. Eric, how are you? And we have a fantastic guest today. Go ahead and introduce him. Absolutely, Neil. Today, you know, we have comedian, actor. He's the voice of a million movies, it seems like, and recognized as one of the top 25 Hispanics in America by Time Magazine, Mr. George Lopez. George, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Well, we appreciate yeah. it for sure, George. Go ahead, Eric. We're ready to roll. Absolutely. Yeah. So, George, you you've been the voice of so many things. Of course, you had your your own sitcom for for the longest that everybody knows because it's your name, right? Uh, George Lopez, and then and then you've been in. <laughs> I've got kids, right? So Rio, Rio Two, uh, Smurfs, and Spy Next Door, and just you know the, the voiceover. So everybody, my kids, my you know, my, everybody, my parents, we all know your voice. Uh, so it's exciting yeah. to, to hear, right? Because I was like, wait, I know that voice. Um, but, you know, well, it's tell exciting us. to hear if, if, if it's not, it's exciting to hear if it's not your voice. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I could, I wish I could, you know, almost like a Batman suit, put it away and then only bring it out when I need it. But I get, I get, I get tired of it. Uh, I don't really talk to the dogs anymore because the less I hear the voice, the better off I think I am mentally. Really, George? <laughs> I love your voice. I mean, from I, I'm a huge fan of the George Lopez show. And it was just like one of, I just enjoyed always watching it. And I just loved your the yeah. ability of your comedy and all that. And I think your voice is so synonymous. But growing up, you didn't like it, even when you were a comedian? Well, you know, it, 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 it's interesting. I remember that rapper Tone Lope, when he was a kid, his mom... I think he had a sore throat and she might have like warmed honey up or did something that you're not supposed to do. And he was like, oh, and he got a gravelly voice as a right. child. Like in the late in the late 90s, I was doing a lot of clubs and, you know, singers know how to protect their voice. They warm up. Comedians really don't. And, you know, then it was more of a of a screaming kind of yelling type thing night after night. And then I, I kind of wore it down. And had to take uh, like almost a month off, and when I was able to speak again, it it, it became this voice. It was it was, more, it was kind of higher before, and then it became this voice. And then when I started to do the voiceovers, they all kind of fit within the register of the voice. And when I would when I would be like grouchy Smurf, you know, and I would do something, and they would say, "Do you need some water?" And I would say, "No, man, this is the way it sounds." Like, this, you guys are giving me water. You're gonna ruin. You're gonna. I, I got it warmed up now. Right, right. You know, but that's you know, and I don't know. So I'm a. I was a vocalist. You know, got to go to college. You know, because they said if you sing, it's free. And I'm like, well, I'm broke, so free is for me, right? Um, you know, so it's like, okay, did you get? You know, I hear that, and I'm like, well, did George, you get nodes? I mean, does that is that uh, what the doctor said or? Yeah, from all, had a little bit of pressure. Uh, and, and yeah. you know, I, I went to one of the. You know, it's funny when you when you go to like the first guy I went to was on Wilshire in a little place, and then I recently went to one because I thought I had swallowed something um, that was in a in a glass, and uh, uh, the doctor, you know, he put the nasal spray in my nose and he puts the camera in there, and he puts it in there, and he goes, "When did you break your nose?" And I was like, "I, <laughs> I didn't know I broke my nose." Yeah, I did. He goes, yeah, yeah, you broke your nose. It looks like a couple of times. I'm like, oh, my God. And then, I, you know, I said I had breathing and then he takes a, a breathe right. And this is like the guy everybody goes to. You take the breathe right, puts alcohol <laughs> on my nose. And I'm like, 
and immediately I breathed better and I said, Who invented this? And he's like, A genius. Yeah. Oh man. I mean it's so yeah. simple, man. It's just a band that opens your nose up. It's so brilliant. Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, you, you say that because you're like, okay, this this event changed your voice, but everybody on the planet recognizes your voice and it stands out. Um, and of course, yeah. the the comedic deal. Now, the, the broken nose may be, you know, as a comedian, right? We're, we're, we're funny <laughs> in order to to keep from getting smacked by the bigger dudes. So maybe there's two or three times yeah. where, um, you know, I think, it was, uh, I think it was the old. Remember in elementary school, they go think fast, and it's yeah. all that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the. I think it was the old thing fast. Yeah, um, and as far as voice, I, I you know I got nothing for you other than you know people people are like oh wow, so do you do you sing to your wife every day? And I'm like, well, she doesn't want to hear me sing. Um, you know, well, but you it's know, like whoever who I, the masseuse I, I you do you massage your person every no, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I I love music and I. I Love to sing, but I don't think I think when I when I I've done a, a couple of it in public and it's it's embarrassingly embarrassingly funny. So for humor, it it, it it accomplishes what I set out to do. And that's, that's right. That's that's the funny part, George. Is you know, and I I've done so many interviews. I've done over seven thousand interviews, George, and since I started doing radio and podcasting and TV eleven years ago, and I hate to listen to myself. I won't listen to myself. I'm like. I can't, I can't go back and listen to all the interviews and I'm sure the same thing with you and shows you can't go. You don't want to go back and watch all that. Do you George? No, you know, I, I, I did something that I think very few comedians do. Um, um, from the beginning, from early on when I do the thing from the show and I went from like clubs for a minute to theaters to bigger places. I've been transcribing maybe 90% of the shows. And I have I have them all filed away and, and on record. So that's been that's been a great uh, tool for me to be able to work solitary because I kind of work alone. And mm-hmm. during the day, to be able to look back on shows by year, by month. I mean, it's been a great great device and a, a great system that I set up. Yeah. So how do you prepare for a show? Uh, well, for for specials and stuff like that, I mean, um, we I would go on a bus uh, through. I think we we've started in Cleveland, went through Ohio, went through, you know, Pennsylvania, up to New York, to Buffalo, fly back to a place and meet the bus back again, um, in maybe Chicago and stuff like that. So so the, the the repetition of you know, fortunately, you know, I think doing two shows a night is is tough on on somebody anybody uh yeah. but in order to kind of adequately get prepared uh you have to do two a night and then as you work during the day as the days get shorter you try to look at the notes and try to assemble what would be the last thing i did which was my netflix special which came out uh at the end of june last year yeah the road. You know, so what I'm what I'm hearing is what we hear from a lot of people. You don't you don't just walk on stage and you're automatically funny. I mean, you're either funny or you're not. But but there's a lot of preparation. And as you said, you know, you're you're going. Oh. You know, you're working the beauty, on it. The beauty, anything, the beauty of anybody who's a classical guitarist, who's a golfer, who's a singer, who's a a teacher. You know, all the teachers that you connect with never really look at notes. They just seem like they're talking to you. 
and you're like, wow, man, I'm really interested in what they have to say. But if they're looking down at notes, it gives away the illusion that, that they know what they're talking about. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the better prepared that someone is, or, you know, they all have like kind of an identity, you know, if they want to be the, the, the fun teacher, but then when they leave work, they're kind of quiet. You know, it's all a sense of kind of performing. Everything is when you meet somebody and you're yeah. dating, or if you meet somebody and you, you're, you're on a podcast or whatever form of communication we have today, we are uh, constant. I remember I had a button that said life is a constant audition, and it, it, it really is. It truly is. And it's all about yeah. the, 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 that whole preparation. But you brought preparation to golf. Let's talk about your new film. And again, yeah, yeah I, let's yeah. get let's get right Perfect to that. Family. Yeah. Good. So, well, George, you know, walking with her yeah. it was a was a book, and you know they sent me the script, and you know I've known Edward almost for over thirty years, and and I, mm-hmm. I that's funny I talked to the producers on Monday, and I said to Eddie, I texted him, I said, hey man, you know anything about this script? And he's like, who's this? I said, it's, it's George, and he's like, uh, no, I don't. I said, well, you, wow, you don't, because they told me that you did. And uh, uh, he said, I'll, I'll find out, though. And then when uh, he found out, he liked it. And then we, we talked about it. I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't – if he wasn't in it, I don't think he would have done it if I wasn't in it. Wow. That's, that's powerful. Is that based on your relationship? How did, how did that relationship start? Um, you, know, he, you know, in 88, he had just done, you know, uh, Stand and Deliver. Yeah. And I was just starting out and I saw him at uh, I saw him at um, uh, a, a luncheon and I performed at the luncheon. And then he, he was nice enough to ask me to, you know, come to his house for lunch. And I went to the house for lunch. He asked me what I aspired to do. And and gradually after that, you know, I started to have some success and I would always see him. And, uh, you know, he was always kind of like a mentor. And then when I started to do more TV and stuff that he did, he did the couple, last couple episodes of my sitcom. And then he was on the like, talk shows and stuff. And, you know, this it's just, you know, it's funny that something like this movie that's faith based really started in 88, because if he had not reached out to me, I'm not sure that we would have had the relationship that we had, which was, you know, essential to both of us agreeing to do this movie. Right. Well, one of the, you know, I watched the the preview and, and I see you're a, a motorcycling. Um, uh, I, I couldn't tell if it's, if it's Angel or what. You drive right up in the middle of him hitting a golf ball um, in the, in the oh. preview. Um, so uh, yeah. I'm, I'm That was, I'm a, that was an Indian. I, I think that motorcycle weighed 1,100 pounds. Oh, uh, it's a beautiful motorcycle. Oh, when they, I remember when they would tell me, have you ever moved the refrigerator? And I was like, uh, <laughs> well, I had one fall on me. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you have to keep the center balanced. You know, it's so funny how balance works. Like, you know, that, that motorcycle mm-hmm. felt like it weighed nothing until it got a little over to the right or a little over to the left. Right. There's no way that you're keeping that thing upright. And I, 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 I dropped it a couple of times. Now, now, so now, so George, tell us the premise really quickly of the film. Well, you know, everything, you know, this movie is what I, I think would be considered, you know, faith based. Um, mm-hmm. But I think all movies are essentially, you know, that anything that wants to make you feel good is based in faith. So um, uh, Edward James almost plays a banker who has lost 
a couple of people in his family has really kind of lost his faith in God and lost his faith in humanity and in, and in life. And um, I see it, you know, as a, as a, as a messenger, nobody really knows I'm a messenger yet. And then as, as I see things, I, I say, Hey, you know, I've been sent here to get you to play golf and enjoy yourself. And all you have to do is trust and believe that you can be better and things will be better. And um, he doesn't believe me. His wife is like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He, you, you know, I get him to play good enough to enter this golf tournament. And she's like, there's no way. And then as he starts to get a smile back, and get his emotions back and get his life back together, you see that it really isn't about golf. It's just about accomplishing something that you thought you couldn't do or thought that something that left you. And as you start to do that and you started to uh, gain his confidence, everything in his life changed. So it's not golf. It could be painting. It could be gardening. It could be whatever anybody is into that you start to see something beautiful happen it's going to restore it's going to restore your faith yeah you know one thing that that uh you know i say regularly is is you know because we get we get caught up right and that's what i think this movie is is getting into is yeah. you know this this who am i and my identity and, yeah. and we get lost in ourselves um and i got hit a while back you know fear of failure is fear of living um, and that just hit me because because we 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 get so caught up in the fear of failure that we stop living. Um, but when we start mm -hmm. believing in ourselves again, it's amazing what we can accomplish. Um, which is which exactly. is faith based, which is which is life based, which is what this movie is. Um, and I I loved one of the lines uh, at the very end of the at the very end of the um, of of the trailer. Uh, something to the effect of I've never seen two sober people sober people have so much fun at golf and i was like that's, okay that's i'm looking so forward to this that's uh, so great yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah i know you guys have fun yeah, in the movie we're looking forward to seeing it you know and eric go yeah, look, get, go ahead go ahead george sorry no no go ahead eric no eric i, I so yeah so let's jared let's uh ask george what, the quick legacy question when you gotta let him go so go ahead with the question absolutely so george one of the things that we talk about in our show is it's called living a legacy for a reason, right? And, and we talk to a lot of celebrities, it's considered celebrities like yourself and amazing people, how they use their influence to impact the world around them, right? And, and you brought laughter um, and, and a lot of hard days for people. They could watch, they could watch you and laugh and just get some, get some hope and some levity and, and, and it, it really does make an impact. So uh, that's why we wanted to have you here is because you do live a legacy and the, and the laughter and joy that you bring to people. Uh, so with that, well, the other question we'd like to go ahead. Yeah. No, you know, I, I was, I, I've been friends with a lot of military guys and one of the guys was in this, was listening to my comedy at all of it on an iPod. And, yeah. uh, he got uh, blown up, um, by a IED yeah. and the truck exploded and the guy's, you know, went flying, they were hurt, and he was laying there, and he heard my voice in his ear, in his earbuds, and he's like, I'm alive, you know, wow. and he goes, he goes, I didn't know where I was, but I knew that I was hearing your voice, and when I heard your voice, I was happy, because I knew I was alive. Yeah. Wow. So that's the power yeah, yeah, of anything it. Anything like that, when you're writing jokes, or you're traveling right. on a bus, or, or in the middle of the night, you get back to the hotel, and you're just exhausted, 
those are the things that you may not all, I don't get a lot of those messages, but the ones that are important, I think, find me. Yeah, yeah. So how do you want to be remembered? Well, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, in a a society where there's so much driven negativity towards people, um, I, I would just like to be remembered for helping other people when it, when I started, I was very selfish and I'm not anymore. And I, I think my journey was to understand what it was like to have nothing. And then when you have something in order to be considered fulfilled, you have to give some of that away to people you don't know. Awesome. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you got to jump. Uh, appreciate it again. Uh, April 30th, the it's in theaters nationwide, April 30th. Walking with her. Thanks, George Lopez. Appreciate her. it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye bye. All right. That was Living a Legacy, guys. Take care.